0: Guess who's back? Bump, bump. Repros for Iowa's back. bump. Tell a friend. Bump, Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Bump, All right. Um, Micah Doolin back in the second bedroom slash podcasting studio for Repros for Iowa season two coming at you. Um, yeah, We're back. I'm back. I'm back to life. I'm back home. I am excited to be back. Um, These last couple of months have been crazy, (laughs) to say the least. Um, So I have so much excitement and so much. Yeah, I'm overwhelmed um, to just to be back. Um, I don't know how to put it into words. Um, but yeah, I, am happy I'm back. I hope you guys are happy I'm back. Um, I would hope anyways. Uh, but yeah, that's really it. Uh, there's not a lot going on. Um, for me, I'm just, I'm ready to be, um, active and engaged with you all and in the community and with, um, Planned Parenthood and, um, some of the activism I like to do. And, um, I'm excited for life. Um, you know, where I was at, um, I had a DUI last year. Um, and, uh, so I was, you know, doing a work release for my jail time. And, um, so I, you know, I'd be at, at jail at night and then I would go to work during the day. Um, so it wasn't too bad, but, you know, uh, being away for that long for two months, you know, that's not really a short period of time. It's not too long, but it's not really short. But, um, anyways, rambling, um, you know, it really put things into perspective of how I want my life to be and how I want my life to go. And, um, uh, I've made some plans. I've got some ideas going on and, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm ready to put those plans into motion and, um, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to um, stick with sob- sobriety. You know, I'm still sober. I've I've had a couple of hiccups, um, but that's okay. You know, um, as long as I'm moving forward with it, it's it's not a big deal. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, some ideas that I've got going on. I'm going to be starting a sober support group outside of um, any type of religion or recovery program. Um, Just something that we can do uh, for the community, um, possibly get together and have fun meetups or online meetings. Um, Maybe start a phone list in case people need to call other people um, just so we can have that sort of connection around this area outside of um, recovery programs. Um, cause I know a lot of people get jaded or they don't like the, the, the God part or, you know, like with me, I've, um, yeah, I just, uh, I needed something like that. I needed support outside of those programs. So I thought that that was a good idea. So we're going to get that started and going. Um, you know, I've made some decisions about like what I, my future, like my career, what I want to do with that. Um, so hopefully I might be going back to school in the fall. Um, Possibly for engineering. I don't know what type of engineering I want to do yet, um, but I think that that's a really good move for me. I, I hope I'm smart enough. I don't know. I think I can work hard enough at least. Um, so I'm excited about that um, as well. Um, I don't know what else is going on. I'm um, still with Tyler. He has been my rock through this all. He has been such a supportive person. Um, I really can't thank him enough. I love him so much. I am ready to continue my life with him. Um, you know, I, I have been you know, opening up to him more, um, cause I am a little bit guarded in our relationship sometime. And I have just, um, I really, I can't thank him enough for all, everything that he has done for me. I mean, I know that we have had our problems in the past. Um, but yeah, he has just been a really, really supportive person, um, for me, um, you know, throughout the time that we've been together. Um, so I'm really grateful to have him. Um, what else is going on? Um, I'm going to be doing the National Speakers Bureau for Planned Parenthood. Um, This year, I got nominated by Gabriela Fuentes um, from Season 1, Episode 1, I believe. Um, So I got uh, accepted into that. Um, And so I'm going to be working with Planned Parenthood. Um, I don't really know what that all entails. Probably doing a lot of speaking on behalf of them. Uh, And I'm really excited for that because I love this work. I love reproductive rights, justice, and health. Um, I I think it's really important, and I know there's so much going on in the U.S. right now with it, um, and in Iowa. Um, it's heartbreaking, um, but, you know, I I can't give up. I got to keep going on. We've got to continue this fight. Uh, we, we can't give up on it, um, so I'm looking forward to that. Lots of things to look forward to. Um, but yeah, um, so, you know, mental health check-in as always, how's my mental health? Oh boy, I don't even know where to begin. I've been all over the place. Um, uh, you know, if you know me in my personal life, I've been updating my Facebook, so I've been up and down and all around. Um, I've had a lot of good days. I've had a lot of bad weeks. Um, I'm just taking it one day, one minute at a time right now within the last couple of months, um, just because of what I was going through was, uh, kind of a lot. Um, but I think I'm putting everything behind me. I'm, I'm out, I'm back in life. I think things will start to look up, um, just because, you know, that was a big thing that I went through, um, and I've got to give myself some grace because I'm just a human being. Um, and you know, I, I've gotta gotta learn from my mistakes and I've gotta move forward. Um, but yeah, I, I'm doing okay. I think I just need to um I wasn't able to like have a psychiatric appointment or a therapy appointment for these last two months. So I think I just need to get back in the swing of things. Luckily I've got those scheduled for this upcoming week. Um, so either way I'll be able to, you know, talk. Talk openly with a therapist and psychiatrist about those things Um, and hopefully get back on track, get back to being healthy. Hopefully, you know, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I'm kind of everywhere, as you can tell. I'm just rambling. Um, uh, Yeah, that's really it. I don't want to talk too much. I think we're going to be going to see the Batman today um, because I've been wanting to see that movie since it comes out because I love Robert Pattinson, I love Batman. I just want to spend some time with Tyler. Um, and yeah, that's it. By the way, I have missed my cats so much, and I, I am so glad that I've got to cuddle them, and, and I've even tried to cuddle my lizard. Um, yeah, that's really it. I'm rambling. Sorry about that. Anyways, on to the interview. Today we have the wonderful Francine Thompson. She is the director of the Emma excuse me, Emma Goldman Clinic in Iowa City, uh, the wonderful, awesome Emma Goldman Clinic in Iowa City. I have had all of my abortions through them. I love Emma Goldman so much, um, so I'm so happy that Francine said that she would do an interview with me. Uh, I think it's amazing. Uh, we got to continue to show our support for that clinic um, if you can. Uh, you know, go counter protest outside every Thursday morning. Um, volunteer, uh, write letters to the editors, donate, show your support because they are a, a staple here in Iowa City and in Iowa. They do su- such great work. Um, and Francine is so, so wise. She gives a lot of great um, information. Um, so I hope you enjoy this interview. Um, I am so happy to be back. Thank you all. I will see you next weekend, and I hope you have a great week. Okay, so uh, yeah, thank you for taking the time to do this. It means a lot to me. Um, So do you want to introduce yourself, your pronouns, um, tell me about who you are, what you do, and whatever
1: you're comfortable sharing? Sure, not a problem. My name is Francine Thompson, and I'm the executive director at the Emma Goldman Clinic in Iowa City, My pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, And I've been at the clinic for um, about since 1987. I couldn't do the math that fast in my head. Um, In a number of different capacities, when I started at the clinic, I was one of 12 associate directors. The clinic operated as a collective structurally. And so over time I've done um, just about every single, job and thing at the clinic. but as the executive director, of course, my role is a little bit more focused. Um, I'm also uh, uh, a mother, a sister, an aunt, um, and uh, um, you know, just a person living in this world of COVID trying to trying to make it day to day.
0: For sure. Um, So can you do a brief history of the Emma Goldman Clinic? You said it started out as a collective. Um, Yeah, do you just wanna give a brief history of
1: the clinic for us? Sure, sure. so um, the clinic um, actually officially opened their doors um, in September of 1973, about nine months after the Roe decision was passed. Prior to that, there had been a group of women who were working with the Women's Resource um, and Action Center. I think it was probably just called the Women's Center at that time. And they were working along with the clergy consultation and making referrals for women who found themselves needing abortion services. So they made those referrals for those folks to either Wisconsin, Um, you know, Colorado at some point, abortion was legal and also to New York. Um, And so when Roe became the law of the land, they decided or had a conversation and thought, well, why can't we open a clinic? Or, you know, is there gonna be a clinic opened? They initially checked in with the obstetrics and gynecology department at university hospitals. And at that time, there wasn't a plan to immediately start providing abortions. And so this group of folks decided that they would take on the task. They sent a couple um, people out to the California feminist clinics that were providing abortion, learned what they needed to do in order to set up a clinic. They um, sent a doctor, they hired a doctor, sent the doctor out there to be trained, the clinic's first um, physician, and um, came back and opened up in September, Um, and so um, the Really important thing to remember about that is that these were folks that weren't necessarily medical people. They were um, just activists who believed that um, abortion access uh, should be available. And um, they uh, didn't have a lot of money at that time. Women really couldn't get loans, and not a lot of women had businesses. And so this group of activists somehow pulled together some money, um, purchased a site for the clinic, um, sent um, folks out to California for extended time periods to do the training. And um, you know, here we are almost uh, 50 years later, um, still providing abortion and reproductive health care services. Wow, that's amazing um what are what are some
0: of the things that have changed over the last 50 years as far as that all
1: goes um, so definitely the structure and the organization of the the clinic um and how the clinic is managed has has changed over time and um for for, for me, it's there's this evolution um, and, and growth that I appreciate that those changes that the clinic went through, it really allowed me to um, learn a lot of things and to work differently with a diverse group of um, people. Um, so I appreciate the organizational changes that have happened. Um, the Certainly access to abortion has changed over the years. Um, the... You know, at, at the time there weren't really many restrictions regarding abortion in 1973 in the state of Iowa, but certainly um, the state legislator has started to chip away over time. And so now there's a number of restrictions. Sadly, we, um, sadly, and at the same time, I guess it's a great thing that as an independent clinic, we're able to maneuver and adjust. And so we make the changes. Um, I think about um, parental notification as an example. It seemed like this really huge monumental thing Um, when it first passed and now it's just another part of the process. And so some of that might be seen as like the um, internalized suppression that abortion care providers work with that you throw something at us, we figure out, you know, what we need to do in order to comply and we keep moving on. Um, It would be great if we ever got to a point where we were proactive in Um, We didn't have to respond to restrictive legislation, but um, over time, we've certainly um, figured out what we needed to do in order to continue providing um, abortion care and reproductive health care services. Probably the other really major thing that has happened over time is um, our services, Um, They're always evolving the services that we offered. At one point, we offered a positive pregnancy experience and worked with um, lay midwives in the um, community in the region. Um, We had an um, artificial insemination service at one time. Periodically, over the last 40 years, we've offered massage therapy. Um, We have had uh, counseling services. HERA, which is a group that's currently in Iowa City, um, actually started as an offshoot from the Emma Goldman Clinic. Um, The um, folks who started that counseling group were initially doing that um, within the Emma Goldman Clinic. So, services is another area where things have really changed.
0: Awesome. Um, so other than abortion services, what are some of the services that Emma Goldman provides?
1: So we offer um, first and second trimester abortion up to 19 weeks and six days, um, non-surgical or the medication abortion and um, surgical procedures. And we also offer wellness and preventative care, um, including gynecology um, care and contraceptive exams and um, services and um, transgendered healthcare, including um, hormone therapy. So uh, we cast a pretty broad net in our wellness and um, in our wellness and prevention services. It's still primarily reproductive healthcare, um, but uh, we do do some more mainstream things for folks who are currently clients of ours like strep tests and um, flu vaccines and UTIs, which you know is reproductive health care, but not necessarily. So um, we um, have continued to um, primarily uh, see folks for reproductive health concerns, but we within that there's a pretty wide range. Awesome. Um, all right, so
0: let's see. Trying to le- look at my list of questions here. <laughs> um, so there have been talks about Roe falling um, in the upcoming legislation uh, with the Supreme Court case. Um, what, would, what would happen to Emma Goldman if Roe is overturned? And um, would you? what kind of services would you continue to offer if that happened?
1: good
0: chance that oh excuse me you're i can't hear you i think there's a connection problem oh
1: oh there we go can you hear me now yep yep okay sorry i'm not sure what happened (laughs) i don't know well there's a really good chance that um Roe will be overturned or at least dismantled in some form and we should know that um you know early summer Um, From the Supreme Court case that was heard the 1st of December. And so if Roe were overturned in the state of Iowa, until that constitutional amendment and some other restrictions um, were in place, we would be able to continue to provide abortions. Uh, We currently don't have a trigger law in effect. There are many states that do, but we don't have one in effect that if Roe became the law of the land, abortion would not be able to happen in the state of Iowa. So we would be able to continue Um, what we're doing, but there is currently an amendment to the Constitution that is on the table. Um, It passed last year, and basically it just wants to add a section to to the Constitution that says to defend and protect unborn children, we the people of the state of Iowa declare this Constitution does not recognize grant or secure a right to abortion or require the public funding of abortion. They already don't let you do any public funds for abortion, but that constitutional amendment um, will um, open up the door for abortion to become illegal in Iowa because they'll just pass more restrictions um, if that's the uh, part of the amendment. So the, it was passed by the House and the Senate in last year's Iowa legislative session. It needs to be passed in two successive um, consecutive sessions. So this year, and then on 2024, it would um, go be, go on the ballot of the general election, so that um, we would actually get to to vote on it. And so it we've we've got a couple years to um, make some changes um, and to you know, <laughs> go ahead.
0: Oh, uh, I was just gonna say it's really important that we're making sure that we're trying to to vote for people that are going to be not bringing that to our legislative session. right? Right. Um, Yeah, it's pretty scary that that they've gotten this far with that. Um,
1: And if um, abortion was no longer legal in the state of Iowa, abortion would still be needed Mm -hmm. by the people in the state of Iowa. And so we would do everything that we currently do less abortion. I imagine that we would start to move into some practical support for folks who were seeking abortion services, whether that's a conduit or a resource for um, of information and practical support for um, folks who will need to go to another state. But we would have all of our other services that should not be impacted at all by the abortion decision. Yeah,
0: sure.
1: Um, awesome so um,
0: that was going to answer my next question about the amendment of taking a uh, abortion out um i was going to ask um how do you feel about the fda approving uh, abortion pills to be used through telehealth permanently does that alleviate some of the stress of, at the clinic um I know that that, um, does that help at
1: all? I'm, I, I'm not sure that we're able to determine that yet. Um, I think that any time that there is increased access for abortion, um, services, that, um, that's a great thing. And that's that proactive stance that, you know, I wish we were, in, you know, it, so that we're not always reacting to something that we have to do in order to maintain the status of abortion. It's really great that it's a way to increase access. We were involved for two years with um, a study about telemedicine abortion where we were able to um, do everything electronically and to mail out the pills. Um, we have not yet um, moved towards Um, outside of the study. It just ended in November, but we anticipate that we're going to follow up and see how we can be be involved non-study or be involved in that process of um, providing um, abortion via mail without um, the study, um, regimen. So, um, hopefully we'll know something more in a couple months and we'll be moving towards, um, helping to increase that access.
0: Um, what, um, ways, um, what are some ways that we as a community can get involved with you?
1: Really speak out, you know, to speak out in your own spaces, on your social media, and, and publicly write letters um, to the editor. We, we have a really, really critical 18 months coming up, or 18 months to two years in that resulting general election ballot. And so you had mentioned it, but definitely we have to look for and support those candidates that believe in bodily autonomy and specifically as it relates to pregnancy and abortion and, um, and not as it relates to masks and vaccines <laughs> necessarily that um, that's, I don't know, apples, not really apples to apples, but, um, but I think that we have to identify those candidates and we have to support them and we have to provide clear and accurate information and we have to hold them a- accountable also. Um, So I think that that's one way to be really supportive. Another is just to share your your times, your your time, your talent, and your resources. And if those are financial resources, um, to do that, Um, we are a local independent clinic, and independent clinics like the Emma Goldman Clinic are essential. But yet they're closing at alarming rates. They they provide. 58% of all abortions nationwide, even though 25% of abortion providers are independent clinics. We still do over half of the abortions that are done. And we do the majority of abortions that are beyond 14 weeks um, are done by independent clinics. And in 2015, um, 120, sorry, in 2015, 127 independent clinics closed. And over the last two years, 41 independent clinics have closed. So, and 71% of those were second trimester providers. And so, you want to figure out how you can support your independent provider. There are five states that just have one abortion provider, and all of them are Indies. Um, So when I talk about your time, it's like volunteering, we have a number of opportunities for that. Uh, COVID, um, you know, hindered that a bit. Um, And so uh, to do sort of the face to face volunteer stuff, but you know, hopefully we'll be able to open that up in the next um, six months or so. But volunteer as a board member, if you have a special talent, whether it's Graphic design or social media or website stuff, um, you know, give us a call because there are other ways to volunteer than face to face client contact. And if you have particular skills and expertise that the clinic could use, we would love to hear about it. Um, and that's an excellent way um, to support the Emma Goldman Clinic. Um, and of course financial um, donations, you know, we are a small independent provider. We don't have a national governing body. And so um, that's always helpful also, but there are, there are plenty of ways to support the clinic. Sure.
0: Um, okay. So I just have one last question. Um, what, is, why is reproductive freedom so important to you?
1: So, um, On a personal level, um, I, you know, I grew up in the midst of the um, civil rights and the Black power um, movement, and I had really um, activist parents. We were often um, on picket lines, um, protesting discrimination, unfair um, employment or treatment um, at uh, different businesses and organizations, and attended a lot of uh, meetings on a regular basis. So my activist spirit comes really quite naturally. And I won't go into the connections between reproductive freedom and civil rights. I mean, I think they're or human rights. I think they're they hopefully they're fairly um, ob- obvious. Um, and I had sisters and and their friends who were sexually active pre roll um, so um, I heard, got to hear um, as the, you know, over in the corner listening, um, the real stories of folks who were, um, you know, faced with um, an unexpected pregnancy and um, stories of having to go to um, other states for um, abortion. And some of those really stuck out for me and um, kind of got in my head and I never, you um, Got rid of them. Um, You know, I I know a story of at least one person who needed to go to New York City for an abortion and had never been on an airplane or, you know, had never left the state without parents um, with them and so to be 16 to get on an airplane for the first time. To go to New York City and meet someone in the airport who had on a red apron to be taken in a car with nine or ten other women. It was actually a station wagon and they were sitting in the back looking out, um, you know, at the big city and the big lights. Um, That had to be incredibly scary. I just, you know, I. Anymore, I don't know that I want to go meet somebody that I've never met before in a city that I've never um, been to as a pretty seasoned traveler and an adult. So I can't even imagine what it was like for a teenager um, to try to do that. Or how do you even manage that? Um, You know, you need to be away at least one night and um, the money that it would take to do it. I don't, I'm not sure how you manage it. And um, so, you know, as for the Emma Goldman Clinic, um, reproductive freedom is just a foundational part of our mission. Um, we really believe that folks should be able to make their own choices about their family and they should be able to make those decisions without any type of coercion. And the clinic tries to view that through a reproductive justice framework, framework so that people should be able to parent if they want to or not parent if they don't want to. They should be able to raise their children in an environment that's safe and secure and healthy. Um, And so I'm pretty passionate um, about reproductive freedom, bodily autonomy, and having access to the services that you need to have healthy pregnancies if you want them. Um, or access to abortion services if you find that you don't want to parent. Awesome.
0: Well, that's all I had for you. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me.
1: Problem. Thanks for asking. This was wonderful. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see it.